Yeah, okay. Good morning, everyone. So we started this morning by hearing Eric talk about embedding a lean startup mindset into the DNA of our organizations. And when I hear that, what it makes me think is that we need to address our meetings. And it's not just myself who has that belief. This is a quote um, by Bob Hothier, who is director of uh, Leaders and Partnership, and also a former GE exec. And what he said is that the strongest message about how you want your culture to perform is embedded in how you conduct your meetings. So there is this inextricable link between a company's culture and how they run their meetings. We've heard a lot about culture, and I'm sure we're going to hear more about culture today. But when I think about culture, what that means for me is it's the set of beliefs and behaviors that guide how your employees act and interact. It's what they think is appropriate to do in their own work and how they manage themselves and how they work with their colleagues. And culture is expressed in lots of different ways. These are the signals that, that tell people what's appropriate. So it can be rituals that you have or systems or even the language that you use every day that tell people what is it that I should do when I'm acting with my colleagues. So culture and meetings, why meetings are so important. Well, meetings are where decisions are often made, insights and ideas generated and shared. It's where relationships get built, power and authority are expressed. They play a really critical role, no matter how much we hate them, they play a really critical role in how we do work today. And that's why I've spent the past few years building Meteor. So when I started, we were a web app, a web and mobile app, and we wanted to bring best practices and meetings into organizations, help you plan a thoughtful agenda, take clear notes, and then activate all of that good thinking in your follow through. And what we found from working with our customers is that meetings are not just an activity that happen kind of throughout the day. They really truly are part of a culture. And so we've expanded our offerings, and now we still have our technology, but we've added to that coaching and skill building so that we can bring to the table the change management and all of the other aspects that really help shift a culture to be one that has effective meetings and really a healthy, strong organizational culture. So if meetings are so important to culture, if you're not running effective meetings, how is that hurting us? So problem number one. On average, managers and senior executives spend about half their time in meetings. Does that resonate with anyone here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The bigger problem, though, is that about a third of these meetings are considered a waste of time. So for some of us, that means about seven hours a week in wasteful meetings. Now, we know from Lean Startup, one of the fundamental principles is to be lean and to spend your time on the highest leverage activities that are going to move you forward in your business. So if you're wasting four, five, six, seven hours a week in unproductive meetings, you are not focused on the highest leverage activities. Second, learnings are only as good as your response. So we have this build, measure, lean cycle. We know we're supposed to get that MVVP out into the market, right? Get it into cans of customers, measure what their feedback is, and then turn those measurements into learnings. Do that analysis. Decide what we then go into the build phase again. That learning phase often happens in meetings. Right? That's where the decisions are made. That's where we take all this feedback and we decide, well, what do we do with this? How do we move back into our build phase? Are we pivoting? Are we persevering? Are we you know, totally thrown out the ship? If your meetings aren't activating your learnings and getting you into the build phase faster because your meetings end without decisions, actually the decision might be to have another meeting, that's actually not moving you through this cycle. Thirdly, 
Moving quickly means maintaining alignment is harder. So for many of us, the larger our organizations get, the harder it is to be aligned regardless. Business is complex, we have team members in different cities or countries, and just trying to keep everyone informed and moving along the same path is a challenge enough. But now throw into that that you're running experiments and you're kind of shifting and learning as you go and constantly evolving and pivoting, and now alignment is really hard. And information is what's key here, because the information that comes out of your meetings is what leads to action. And if you have the right information, you can take the right actions and get to some results. But if you don't have the right information, either because you weren't invited to that meeting and nobody told you afterwards, or because you're not close to the customers and you're in a more internal focused role and no one's kind of sharing information and communicating effectively, all the actions you're taking might actually be leading to just delays, where you're doing the wrong work and then you have to redo it when you get told, oh, actually, we made a change on that, so now can you fix it? Which needs more action and more delays and all that good stuff. Eventually, hopefully, you still get to the results. So these are all the bad things about meetings when they're not working well. But when they are working well, they really can start to shift so much more than just productivity and culture and lean startup. So let's talk about a couple of things that you can start doing literally when you get back to your office on bringing your meeting practices into alignment with lean startup. So the first is to set a desired outcome for every meeting. A desired outcome is not an agenda. So this is not about saying, okay, we're going to review the feedback and we're going to discuss this and we're going to brainstorm that. Those are really good agenda items, but that's different than a desired outcome. A desired outcome is being really clear about what you will accomplish in that meeting. When you know exactly what you want to accomplish, you can invite the right people to the meeting, so make sure the decision makers are there. You can have the right information in the room, and you can kind of guide the conversation towards achieving that very specific result. So when you write a desired outcome, write it like a noun, right? A list of something, an agreement on something, um, a decision. Those are desired outcomes. So write a desired outcome for every meeting, make sure it gets shared ahead of time, and then start your meeting by saying, this is why we are here today, to achieve this particular thing, and empower everyone to help guide the conversation towards achieving that outcome. That will save you lots of time. Uh, it will probably cut down on the number of meetings you have because if you can't come up with a good desired outcome for your meeting, you probably shouldn't be having that meeting. Okay, process number two. Use norms to establish expected behaviors in your meetings. So a lot of what happens in meetings is really about the human dynamics. And when you have a culture where people are less comfortable sharing alternative perspectives or arguing with the boss maybe, uh, that's not the, great, the right environment for a lean startup mentality. So norms are ground rules that set expectations for how people should act. So if you think about this scale that's happening kind of internally, so I know that normally, you know, I don't want to speak up in a meeting. That's not usually how we run our meetings, and so I'm just going to keep my mouth quiet. And now I'm being told we have a norm that says, you know, challenge assumptions and voice concerns. So now I have a little crack that's telling me huh, maybe it's okay in this meeting, in this safe space here, where we've explicitly stated that I can challenge assumptions, now maybe I'm gonna try speaking up. And if you're the meeting facilitator, now you have a doorway also. You don't have to be the bad guy who's like, come on guys, why does no one say anything? You now can say, oh, we have this norm. I haven't heard anyone challenge what's on the table right now. You know, we have a norm of playing devil's advocate. Can somebody you know, throw out some ideas why this decision might be a bad decision? 
it opens the door to help shift the human side of meetings. So when you write your norms, make sure that you pick ones that are relevant for the kind of meeting you want to have, that they kind of embody lean startup principles and the, the innovation space you want to create in your meetings, and make sure they get shared ahead of time with your agenda. Hopefully you have an agenda and that they get reviewed at the beginning of the meeting. You want everyone to buy into that these are the norms for this conversation. So number three, take notes, share them, and build yourself a knowledge bank. So I mentioned before about getting out of alignment if you don't have the right information. That's what taking notes is all about. So if you imagine with me that this bowl is the meeting and all the candy inside of it is the little bits of information, the decisions, the learnings, the action items, and the only way to get access to that is to be in the bowl, to be in the meeting, that's where there's lots of problems. You might have people who attend meetings because they just need to be informed. Um, they don't actually have anything to contribute. They just need to know what happened. And that's not very, that's kind of a waste of time. Um, or you end up with lots of people out of alignment. So the goal is to get all that candy out of the bowl and make it accessible to anyone in the organization who needs that information to do their work. And you can do this really simply by capturing effective notes, which are tasks, decisions, and learnings. So this is the process that we use with Meteor to facilitate note-taking in your meetings. So the first kind of note is just general notes that people capture. Uh, we actually didn't include this in our first version of our product because we thought this information isn't relevant, so you don't have to write down just notes. And we heard from our customers that they're like, where do I put all the other stuff? It's not a task decision or learning. And we're like, oh, you don't need to write that down. And then we thought, oh, actually people want to write that down, so let's give them a place for it. And we've also kind of found through um, getting feedback after that that it's really helpful if you're not in the meeting to have some of that contextual information that kind of gives shape to the rest of the information you're receiving. So capture notes, write down everything you want. Just don't write it like a transcript, because nobody actually wants to read three pages of meeting notes. But capture whatever you need to. The second are tasks. So of course, you're going to write down the tasks. But the key here is to write them down with an owner and a due date. So I've sat through plenty of meetings where we're talking, and then it says, OK, so we need to follow up on that. And let's run another experiment on this. And at the end, we all are like, great, we have some next steps, but nobody owns them. And so they don't really happen. Maybe they fall through the cracks. Maybe there's a lot of finger pointing at the next meeting of like, I thought someone else was going to do this. So when you write down your tasks, be clear that they have an owner and ideally a due date so that this person can now prioritize that task in the rest of their work. Third is decisions. Clearly, you're going to capture a decision that's made. But the bonus is to capture the rationale. Two to three sentences or bullet points that just say, why was this decision the one that we agreed on versus the other options on the table? This is extremely helpful if you're not in the meeting. Because if you just get the decision and you don't really understand the thinking behind it, it's a little bit harder to apply that decision to your work. And if you're moving quickly and learning and all that good stuff, you might find that a decision you made a few weeks ago is no longer relevant. So having the rationale helps you reassess that decision when you have new information coming into the door. And you can decide, oh yeah, actually this, this decision was made, but it was made for other reasons. So maybe it still stands even though the new information is slightly in conflict. And the last type of note is a learning. So we talked before about uh, culture and rituals and language as being elements of culture. Well, learning is an element of Lean Startup, and it can be an element of your notes. So when you take notes, capture critical information, key takeaways, insights, 
all of those pieces that say this information rises above just the general notes. This is the information you need to know about or you need to be able to find in the future. And when you take your notes like this, what you'll find is that if you're not in the meeting, you can quickly skim through and find those key takeaways. I have some of my customers who've told me, I stopped going to meetings now because my team sends me the notes and I can quickly see in about 30 seconds what I need to know. And if there's a problem, I can jump right in and you know, reshape whatever's going on. But for the most part, 90% of the time, I just saved myself a half an hour because I didn't have to go to the meeting and I can still be informed. So make sure you take good notes, share them with people who aren't in the meeting, and put them in a centralized place so that people can access that information when they need it. So as we conclude, meetings are a microcosm of your company. They bring people together from across departments, up and down the chain, right? And what happens in meetings is really important work. And so the way you manage your meetings really truly is a cultural element, and it really impacts how people think and behave outside of the meeting as well. So if you want to have a lean startup culture, you need to have your meeting culture be one where you set desired outcomes for every meeting, use your norms to establish expected behaviors, and empower everyone around the room to apply those norms and to facilitate through those norms. And then take your notes, share them, and build a knowledge bank. And that is it. Thank you all.